I'm going to guess based purely on that title that this is one of those really dumb episodes that I tend to love. I hope it is. Our story begins in London, canonical home of the Eiffel Tower in the G.I. Joe universe. No, seriously, go watch the last part of the Mass Device miniseries if you don't believe me. After hours at the British Museum, a mummy comes to life and steals some kind of Egyptian tablet. Oh boy, this is going to be one of those really dumb episodes. Hooray! Meanwhile, in what I assume is Antarctica, a somewhat shadowy figure who I'm like 90% sure is Firefly comes for something called Jackal's Bane Root. And one of the scientists, the one who doesn't look like Marty McFly, not so surreptitiously activates an alarm at G.I. Joe headquarters. Oh sure, every research facility comes with a button in the floor to summon America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Flint takes some time out of his busy schedule hanging out with some bikini babes to respond to the call. Deploy snow job and frostbite. You can hear the hesitation in his voice as he struggles to remember two guys with cold weather related code names. Uh, Ice Pick? Is that a guy? What about uh, Wintery Mix? That totally sounds like one of ours. Firefly, who was making such a huge deal about remaining in the shadows like one scene ago, traipses out into the frozen tundra under clear, sunny skies, surrounded by lots of reflective white snow. And I mean, I'm no ninja, but those don't seem like the ideal conditions for remaining concealed. Unless you're dressed in all white, I guess. Ooh, I just figured out the deal with Storm Shadow. Anyway, the Joes ski in as he snatches the jackal's bane, but he manages to escape into some weird cobra head thing that just emerges from the snow and swallows him up. Ah, apparently it was a submarine. Okay then. The Joes go back to the research station to mope about their failure, and one of the scientists informs them that the Cobra dude somehow managed to get some radioactive marking dye on himself while he was robbing the place, so now he should be super easy to track. What an amazing and not at all extremely unlikely sequence of events. Back at HQ, Flint immediately figures out the identity of our not-so-mysterious Cobra assailant. Which one of Cobra's snakes could it have been? That's easy. Firefly. None of the others would have taken such great pains to conceal his identity. If the thing you're most famous for is how you don't want anyone to know about you, I think you might be doing it wrong. Shipwreck leads a team to the most likely port of call for the sub. How do you know so much about hideouts? Shipwreck's a crook! A crook! I don't know why I don't hate Shipwreck and his stupid parrot, but I really don't. They're kind of my favorites. Firefly meets up with some other cobras who seem to be mixing up some kind of magic potion detailed on that Egyptian tablet, and they immediately detect the radioactive gunk on his outfit. Firefly freaks out over this, and also over Cobra Commander using his real name, which I guess is actually Firefly? I'm kind of enjoying this character who thinks he's cool but loses his shit over the tiniest things. He's like a proto-Kylo Ren. Flint and Lady J raid the Cobra compound and make off with the tablet. Lady J uses her heretofore unrevealed ability to translate hieroglyphics to reveal that it's a recipe for some kind of a love potion. Unfortunately, she can't read the whole thing before Flint has to drop it because I guess setting it on one of those rocks over there just wasn't an option? So even though they lost the tablet, Cobra did manage to create what they call Eau de Cobra, which you may recall is the title of this very episode. And they reveal their intentions, to make someone fall in love with the Baroness. I mean, do you even need a love potion for that? And the Joes work out that she's most likely after the shipping tycoon Socrates Aertes, and if you don't get the dumb wordplay joke there, it's probably because you're very young, so I would ask that you please remove yourself from my lawn. Flint and Lady J infiltrate a party aboard one of his yachts, and get to do the old James Bond undressed from scuba suits to reveal fancy formal wear trick. I'm not exactly sure how Lady J managed to stuff a dress into two legs of a wetsuit, but I can suspend disbelief because it is really a very cool secret agent thing to do. The Baroness coats herself and love potion and makes her move while Cobra Commander and Destro watch and quietly cheer her on. This is weird, right? Like, I'm not the only one who thinks this is a little weird. Flint discreetly cuts in on the Baroness's dance with Socrates Aertes and love potions him as well. 
but before he can kill Lady J as ordered, he's accosted by an extremely jealous Destro who tries to kill him with a piano. Then they're both thrown off the boat by security. The Baroness convinces Socrates to take her to his cabin, but Lady J steals the love potion and begins competing for his affections, and then every other woman on the ship fights over the loose bottle of eau de cobra. I can't figure out if this is extremely stupid or absolutely brilliant, but the thing about this show is that those two things are not mutually exclusive. So the answer is yes. Eventually, the bottle goes overboard and the Joes and Cobras fight over it for a while until it's stolen by a crab. 